Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's going on, y'all? It's the Ed Lover. Come on, son. The podcast. A lot of stuff to talk to y'all about that's going on in this world. So let's get it popping. It's come on, son. The podcast. Come on, son. Come on, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is Come On Son, the podcast is me, head lover. <coughs> I've been going through it a little bit, y'all. I ain't even going to lie. I had, um, I wasn't feeling well. I had the flu and, um. For real, when I get the flu like that, my, my body was hurting and stuff. And I was like, it can't be COVID because I just had a booster shot. And I got tested for COVID before um the BET Hip Hop Awards. Yeah. So I knew I was all right. I knew it wasn't that. So I figured it was the flu. So I'm taking all of this stuff. And then I'm coughing and coughing and coughing. And then coughing, I'm coughing up phlegm. So when I started feeling better and my sinuses and stuff like that, I was like, you know, I need to go to the doctor. So I put it off and put it off and put it off like men do. And I finally went to urgent care and the doctor told me I have acute, a case, a case, I don't have it, a case of acute bronchitis. Now, the difference between acute bronchitis and chronic bronchitis is I would be taking medicine all the time. But acute bronchitis, they can give you what they call a Z-pack, and they give you like five pills for five days, and they give you pills to take when you feel like you're going to cough, and it's only like for five days. So thank God, for five days, I could beat this thing, and I've been taking my medicine, and the coughing has gotten a lot better. But can't do one of my favorite things right now, and that's smoke cigars, and tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I ain't going to be able to smoke. But y'all always hear me say, Health before wealth, right? I can put off a week or two or three without smoking cigars. I did a comedy show last night in Kanye's in uh, Georgia. That's part of Georgia. Uh, about an hour from where I live at. And um, it went really, really well. But they have an outside patio and a guy got a little, uh, like, humidor. He keeps some cigars. And whenever I perform there, he gives me a cigar. He gave me a cigar last night and I gave it away. I didn't even smoke it. So I'm very, very proud of myself for not doing that. That's what I'm I'm proud of myself for that. 
You know what I mean? Because you got to have their willpower sometimes. You know, Thanksgiving is uh, tomorrow, as I record this podcast, tomorrow. And, man, I'm so thankful, y'all. Things that I've been wanting and, and wishing for are coming to fruition, really. And there's been some setbacks. Like, I want to do, since, like, August, I think I said I wanted to do comedy show a month. And those things are coming to fruition, so I have been on the stage a lot, and I'm happy about that. I was supposed to do Detroit the 18th, 19th, and 20th, but it got a scheduling problem happened, so they had to move me headlining until I think they said March of 2023, but it's good today because, yo, that snowstorm hit crazy all up in Buffalo. Buffalo had like six feet of snow. They had to go to Detroit to play, and Detroit was cold and it was snowing. Man, I ended. And because of that weather pattern, a lot of flights got delayed or canceled. So in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't have to go to Detroit because if I had to go to Detroit, I might have got stuck. And I don't want to be stuck. I want to be with my family for Thanksgiving just like everybody else. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I did not want to get stuck. Definitely not. That's not my type. My um, that's not that's not fun to me is to get stuck anywhere, and especially to get stuck in the airport. It's happened to me before, and I don't dig it. That's why I don't like connecting flights, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but I do not like connecting flights. I like taking straight shot flights. Get on the plane, get off the plane. So this Sunday, I'm at the Stress Factory in New Jersey with my cousin Talent and a host of other comedians. We're going to be celebrating the holidays at the Stress Factory on Sunday night, and then I got to get right back on a plane and come back on um, on Monday. But that's another show. And then December second, I'm in Orlando. I'm doing a. I'm hosting actually in Orlando, Orlando versus Tampa, Comedy Explosion. So I'm doing that. And then February, I got a bunch of shows lined up. So and January too. So I'm good, man. On the comedy tip, it's working out for me. I'm happy. I can't complain about it. Um, I want to say thank you to um, Mr. Chris Spencer, the writer and comedian, because I reached out to Chris for some help writing material. And what Chris said to me, I actually put into play last night for the first time on stage, and it worked out beautifully. Chris said, you got jokes, just put your stories with the jokes. And for the first time ever last night, I told a story on stage about Mike Tyson giving me a Bentley. And the way I set it up, though, was when I came out, I was talking about, you know, you know, just having niggas in your life. And, and you know, I, I talked, <laughs> I made a joke about Herschel Walker. I made a joke about Donald Trump and that. I made jokes about, you know, everybody got to have, you know, a nigga. No matter how much you grow, you always want to have that one nigga that's in your corner. You know your nigga. You know he ignorant fuck, but you love him anyway, and you got to have that nigga in your corner. And I was like, yo, you know who's grown, but used to be a real nigga back in the days? And everybody was like, who? And I was like, Mike Tyson. And that's when I went into telling my Mike Tyson story. And it worked out beautifully last night. So, Chris Spencer, big up to you, brother. Thank you. Because you did not even have to answer my DM. I mean, I've known Chris for a long time, but 
I really appreciate it. He, he, he's a hell of a writer and a hell of a stand-up comedian, and that was some great advice to give me to differentiate me from all the rest of the comedians out there. Everybody has their own stories, so it's good to have jokes and to have stories at the same time. So I just want to say thank you to Chris Spencer for that, man, and I really, really, really appreciate it. Speaking of Chris's, did y'all hear what happened with Mr. Chris Brown? Did y'all hear about this? Well, let me explain. So this is what happened to Chris Brown. The American Music Awards Production Company, which is Dick Clark Productions, canceled Chris Brown's tribute to Michael Jackson, the king of pop, right? So everybody was speculating why did this shit get canceled, right? Chris Brown, Michael Jackson, a lot of people say between Chris Brown and Usher, it's the closest thing to Michael Jackson that we're going to get now. Chris is not as great singer as Michael Jackson, no way, no how. But Chris Brown dances his ass off, and so does Usher, right? So he was supposed to do it on the Sunday that passed, American Music Awards, and they canceled it, right? So Dick Clark Productions released a statement clarifying that Brown's Michael Jackson tribute was canceled was a decision based on differences of creative direction. This is what they say, okay? They also said that the decision <coughs> was not based on anything the under the influence crooner said um, and said that it was no fault of Chris Brown. This is what they said. They said live shows change all the time. It's the nature of the business. Unfortunately, this element of the AMAs didn't come together as we couldn't align on the performance to no fault of Chris Brown. This is what they said on Saturday, right? And um, it's it's really, really crazy that they would cancel the Chris Brown tribute to Michael Jackson on the 40-year anniversary of one of the greatest selling albums of all time. Okay? He... Uh, I don't understand it. Some people said it's because of Chris's past and and they say they didn't want uh, uh, a guy who's accused of domestic violence um, paying tribute to a guy who was accused of, you know, sexual misconduct with children and all of that. But my point is the past is the past and we should always leave the past in the past. It sounds like a politically correct bullshit-ass answer that Dick Clark Productions gave. Oh, it didn't, everything didn't come into, come on, man, the fuck out of here. You mean to tell me that y'all had time for all of that other bullshit on the American Music Awards and you couldn't align Chris Brown's fucking performance tribute to Michael Jackson's Thriller? You couldn't find time in that show for a tribute to Michael Jackson's Thriller. We in trouble right now, y'all. Now you you finding other ways to cancel us because it's just not fucking about Chris Brown. It's about Michael Jackson, the greatest of all fucking time. I bet you you would not have found you wouldn't have did that 
if we were celebrating some shit with the Beatles or fucking Elvis. I bet you, you would not have done that. This is why we can't rely on these fucking people, man. For real. Because they always find a way to do us dirty and then come with some bullshit excuse. This is about the legacy of Michael Jackson, the king of pop. We stood back for so many years and listened to y'all talk about how Elvis is the king of fucking rock and roll, and he ain't. He fucking stole from every fucking black performer ever. It's all documented. We can all see it now on social media. All the shit that we didn't know before, we can see it now. You shove the Elvis movie all down our throats, but when it comes to time to pay homage and tribute to somebody that deserves it, who sold more albums than any fucking body else, all of a sudden it, it wouldn't align a Michael Jackson tribute. So now that the new kids who watch the show, who don't know who Michael Jackson is, you take a part of that history away from of how great Michael Jackson was. So you're erasing our fucking history. For what? What else did you have in the American Bullshit Music Awards that couldn't have took a back seat to a tribute to Michael Jackson's Thriller, the 40th anniversary of Michael Jackson's Thriller? That's some bullshit. American Music Awards, you know it. Dick Clark Productions, you know it. Chris Brown, big up to you, you and your background dancers and everybody that did the choreography on that. We saw it. You, you dropped it on us on social media. We know it would have been super dope, too. And we were looking forward to it. And you didn't say nothing foul. You kept your head about it. And you were adult about it. But fuck being an adult about it. The American Music Awards and Dick Clark Productions are full of fucking shit. And it's not, like I said, just about Chris. It's about Michael Jackson. Because there is no Chris Brown without Michael Jackson. There is no Usher without Michael Jackson. Genuine don't move the way he was moving without Michael Jackson. A lot of fucking people don't. Fucking Justin Timberlake. I bet you if he was doing it, y'all would let the shit go through. Nobody is Michael fucking Joseph Jackson, okay? You balked on the 40-year anniversary, the thriller. So guess what? I don't need you to do it. I'll do it my damn self. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to examine Thriller, the album by Michael Joseph Jackson. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Whether it's your kicks, your clothes, or anything else, Going with the best gives you that swagger and confidence to be yourself, to be bold, and to live large. Living large is all about being authentic, cool under pressure, and prepared for whatever comes your way. You always got to be the man with a plan, and when life throws those special moments at you, you can't accept anything less than the gold standard. Magnum Large condoms help you play it cool and stay protected. Magnum. Live large. Look for Magnum condoms wherever condoms are sold. Dancing crew, trip for two, 
Nailed the final interview. Game with Doug. Brand new mug. Come here, kid. Give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. Boosters designed for COVID-19 variants are now available. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster appointment as soon as you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. What's up, y'all? Ed Lover here, and yes, I am getting ready for the holiday season already. And let me tell you something. One beverage I can truly count on when I want to bring my entire family together every year around this time is Coca-Cola. For decades, we've been honoring our household tradition of gathering in the main room, putting up the tree, the decorations. My wife and my mother-in-law are setting out the Cokes over ice while all my kids are falling in the front door one by one by one with grandbabies following them behind them, running towards the Coca-Cola, trying to do everything. Enjoy the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends, good family, delicious food, and of course, ice cold Coke. Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together. Y'all already know that. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that. Let's get into this right now, y'all. Thriller is the sixth studio album by the American singer and songwriter Michael Jackson. This is Wikipedia. Released November 30th, 1982 by Epic Records. It was produced by Quincy Jones. Okay, who had previously worked with Michael Jackson on his 1979 album, Off the Wall. There has been a debate for ages about which one of those albums are better. Okay, I say that Off the Wall is more soulful, but Thriller was a bigger commercial success than Off the Wall was. Thriller became Michael Jackson's first number one album on the U.S. Billboard's Top LPs of taste where it stayed for a record of 37 non-consecutive weeks at number one from February 26, uh, 83 to April 14th, 1984. Seven singles were released. The Girl Is Mine, Billie Jean, Beat It, Wanna Be Starting Something, Human Nature, PYT, and Thriller. They all reached the top 10 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart, setting the record for the most top 10 singles from an album, with Beat It and Billie Jean reaching number one. Okay. By, 19, by the end of 1983, Thriller had already sold 32 million fucking albums. 32 million, not streamed, sold. 32 million albums. Let's go through this album Track by track. First and foremost, let's go with the the first record off the album, Wanna Be Starting Something. Super producer Krista, give me a little bit of Wanna Be Starting Something. Now, what I liked about Want to Be Starting Something is Mike says, if you can't make a baby, then don't have a baby. And don't say maybe, 
if you can't take care of a baby. Great lyrics right there. All right? And the Mama Say Mama Sa Mama Kusa that we all know and love and chanted like crazy at the end was a nod to Soma Kusa by Manu Dibango. Super producer Krista, play a little bit of Soma Kusa by Manu Dibango. Okay, track number two, Baby Be Mine. Another banger. So, Baby Be Mine, girl. Uh, girl, I give you all I got to give. Who don't know every damn record on this album? Super producer Krista, please play a little bit of Baby Be Mine by Michael Jackson. Thank you so much, okay? Track number three, a duet with Paul McCartney, The Girl Is Mine. Now, allegedly, during the shooting of this video is when Paul McCartney told Michael Jackson about the Beatles uh, stuff coming up, their publishing coming up for sale, and then when it came up and it was time to bid on it, Mike outbid Paul McCartney. But The Girl Is Mine is a dope-ass song. Listen to them go back and forth on The Girl Is Mine. Can we please play a little bit of The Girl Is Mine? I love you more than he Take you anywhere But I love you endlessly Love it we will share So come and go Now, here's what's ill about the song, The Girl Is Mine, okay? What's ill about it is there would never be a Brandy Monica, The Boy Is Mine, if it wasn't for The Girl Is Not. Now, play me a little bit of The Boy Is Mine. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh -huh. Sure, you know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. But um, I just wanted to know, do you know somebody's name? You, you know his name. Oh yeah, definitely, I know his name. But I just want to let you know that he's mine. <laughs> no, no, he's mine. Even close to me. 
same kind of vein of the song, same girl, Usher, R. Kelly. You, you dig where I'm coming from? This is how important that this song was. The Girl Is Mine gave us songs similar to The Girl Is Mine because of Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney on an R&B album? Was Mike not thinking so far into the future? Incredible. Song number four, one of the biggest songs ever in the history of all recorded music, the movie that they did on it. It wasn't a video. It was a short film, Thriller. Play me some of Thriller. gets me on Thriller what people fail to realize, <coughs> excuse me, what they fail to realize that Thriller is a song about taking your girl on a date to a horror film. It's a, it's a song about a, taking your girl out to see a scary movie. It made Ola Ray one of the hottest young ladies in the, in the history of everything when this joint came out. This is before social media. People still do the pop-up dances in the airport or Halloween behind Thriller. Thriller gets played every fucking single Halloween without fail. People do pop-up Thriller dances in airports and community centers and everywhere. They do it in the middle of Walmart around Halloween. Thriller, a song about taking your girl to the damn movies to see a horror movie. That's it. Track number five, Beat It. Beat it. Mike telling you don't be no hero. No one wants to be defeated. Showing how funky, strong is your fight. It doesn't matter who's wrong or right. Just beat it. This song went to number one. And it had Slash from Guns N' Roses playing guitars. On. Or was that Eddie Van Halen? It was one of them. Okay. Play me some of Billy Jean. I mean, beat it. Play me beat it. A little bit of beat it. Track number six, Billie Jean is not my lover. Now, this song apparently came from when Michael Jackson says that they found a young lady that was in his yard at his house claiming that he was the father of her child. He ain't know the, the woman from nothing. 
and he wrote Billie Jean. Now, super producer Krista, I want you to find, I want you to go to YouTube and find the demo of Billie Jean, play a little bit of the demo of Billie Jean, and then play Billie Jean a little bit. She told me I was alone and I began to say she called my name and said hello all the time. And I said, gotta go and ride. It seems that you Track number seven, Human Nature. If they say, why, why, tell them that is human nature, why? How many times have you heard that melody after this song came out? Huh? Remember? SWV, S-W-U-T-V-V, lately it seems to be. Play me a little SWVs. Now play me some of human nature. Reaching out, touch a stranger. Electric eyes are everywhere. See that girl, she knows I'm watching. She likes the way I stare. If they say coming from with how important that damn album is y'all track number eight one of my favorites everybody loves it pyt pyt where did you come from baby and ooh, won't you take me there tenderoni you got to be didn't uh bobby brown have a song called tenderoni i do believe it came after thriller can you play me a little pyt 
Bobby Brown's Tenderoni. Tenderoni? Tenderoni? Come on, y'all. Mike is the man. Are you kidding me? Stop playing with me. Track number nine, The Lady in My Life. The Lady in My Life. What a beautifully crafted and produced song. The late, that only slow jam really on the album. You can't consider human nature. That's mid-tempo. PYT is definitely not a slow jam. Baby Be Mine is mid-tempo. The Girl in Mine is mid-tempo. Everything else is a fast-paced song, and then he hits you with The Lady in My Life. The album is 42 minutes and 16 seconds. That's it. Not even a whole hour. Can we please play a little of The Lady in My Life? Produced by Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson. Not 42,000 different producers. Not mustard on the track. Quincy Jones. I would pay money to sit back and have Quincy Jones pull up some of these tracks for Thriller and just let me hear it. Let me hear Michael's voice isolated. Let me hear the string section. 
Let me hear the, the drums by themselves. Let me hear the 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 way y'all had to loop stuff and not even looped in, in 82. They wasn't even doing all of that, man. They wasn't even doing that. Incredible, y'all. Yes. Come on, son, the podcast, y'all. Let's talk about this Thriller album some more. I just went in on my uh, internet and I found some remarkable, remarkable list of 35 things to know about Michael Jackson's biggest album of all time. Number one, at the time, it was the best-selling album of all time with sales of at least 65 million units and possibly more than 100 million if you count bootlegs and other unauthorized versions. Not only was it the biggest commercial release of all times, it was critically acclaimed and won eight Grammy Awards, including 1984's Album of the Year. Thriller spent 122 weeks on the Billboard 200. Seven singles were released from the album, all of which reached the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. At its peak, the album sold 1 million copies worldwide per week. 1 million copies worldwide per week. Still popular today, Thriller sets sells an estimated 130,000 copies in the United States every fucking year. According to Nielsen SoundScan, Thriller was the 14th best-selling album of 2009 in the U.S. with 1.27 million copies sold. And 2009 was the year Michael Jackson passed away. Counting Jackson 5 LPs in his solo work, Thriller was Michael's 19th 19th studio album, y'all. 19th. Michael Jackson's working title for Thriller was Starlight. Songwriter Rod Temperton, who was in the group Heat Wave, eventually came up with the Thriller title. The recording for Thriller commenced on April 14, 1982 at 12 noon with Jackson and Paul McCartney recording the duet The Girl Is Mine. So that's the last song that they recorded for Thriller. The Girl Is Mine. Wow. When the album's nine songs were completed, both producer Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson were unhappy with the results and remixed every song. They spent a week on each song. The famous video for Thriller wasn't released until a full year after the album had been released. It premiered on MTV to huge fanfare 367 days later on December 2nd, 1983. And while it made its world premiere on MTV, most comedians will have the first watch the video on that night's episode of CBC's Good Rockin' Tonight with Terry David Mulligan or NBC's Friday Night's videos. At the height of Thriller's popularity, MTV would run the 14-minute video twice an hour. Wow. Hollywood legend Fred Astaire, a big fan of Michael Jackson's dancing, attended a Thriller rehearsal. Imagine if he was one of the zombie extras. In the Thriller video, they added extra padding to Michael Jackson's iconic leather jacket to make him look bigger and tougher. Always slight a frame at the time, he weighed 100 pounds. 100 pounds, wow. Wow, horror movie legend Vincent Price was paid $1,000 for voicing icon iconic intro and outro to Thriller. Wow. The Thriller, only $1,000? Wow, that's all he got? He ain't getting no, woo. If he'd have got some publishing, woo. Wow. They only paid him $1,000, y'all.
The Thriller video played in a movie theater in California for one week so they could qualify for an Oscar. The video has been awesomely recreated using Lego. I never saw that, y'all. I never saw that. The zombie dance sequence was filmed at the junction of Union Pacific Avenue and South Calzona Street in East Los Angeles. Next time you're in L.A., go there and visit it, y'all. Wow. The 1988 movie Return of the Living Dead Part 2 features a zombie dressed as Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does, y'all. Wow, that's crazy. The album broke down barriers for the Beat It video, um, made it onto white radio stations due to Eddie Van Halen's guitar solo on the track. I knew it wasn't Slash, it was Eddie Van Halen. And Eddie Van Halen did that free of charge, just so he could rock with Michael Jackson. Real gang members from the Blood and Crips were brought in to be extras on the Beat It video. Quincy Jones wanted Billie Jean to be titled Not My Lover so people wouldn't think the song was about tennis player Billie Jean King. Thank God that they didn't call it that, y'all. Wow. I told you, according to some sources, Michael Jackson got the inspiration for the song Billie Jean after a female fan alleged that Jackson or one of his brothers had fathered one of her children. The singer, however, refuted this and stated that the song is based on a few groupies he encountered during performances. Come on, Mike. You know what it was, bro. You know what it was. Crazy, y'all. Human Nature was the last song selected to be on Thriller. The track ousted a song called Carousel from the final track listing. You mean there was another? Wow. Thriller was reissued October 16, 2001 in an expanded set titled Thriller Special Edition. The original tracks were remastered and the album included a new booklet and bonus material, including the song Someone in the Dark, Carousel, and Jackson's original Billie Jean demo. Michael Jackson achieved one of the highest royalty rates in the music industry to that point for Thriller, approximately $2 for every album sold. Two bucks for every album sold, and he sold over 100 million albums. Jesus Christ, y'all. All I got to say about that, and the AMAs and Dick Clark Productions, y'all couldn't find room to honor that album of nine songs that changed the course of history for music, always, always. My name is Ed Lover. This is, come on, son, the podcast. Salute Michael Jackson. Salute Thriller on his 40th anniversary. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. It's, come on, son, the podcast. Peace. Come on, son, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.